You're listening to the FC Young Adult Podcast. Hope you are doing so well. Uh, Excited to be back. We are in a new series entitled Word to the Wise. We're going to be looking at the book of Proverbs. If you're not familiar with the book of Proverbs, it's found in the Old Testament. Um, It's written by King Solomon, who's said to be the wisest man to ever lived. 29 chapters long, and really what it is is a collection of wisdom, uh, something that he wanted to pass on down to his kids. And uh, it's obviously really applicable to us today, even thousands of years later. Uh, Proverbs is really interesting because you could camp out in one chapter and you could you could just read it from verse one all the way through and you could see uh, some sections where you're like, man, this is like cohesive thought. And then you see other parts where it's obvious that King Solomon was just like, oh, I have this thought about this subject and this thought about this subject. And they're just like stacked on top of one another. And so you can bounce all over the 29 chapters and see his thoughts on specific subjects. And that's what we're going to kind of do this week is we're going to look at different uh, proverbs listed uh, throughout the book that talk about friendship or relationships. Friendship is a word that probably means something different for each one of us. For some of us, it brings to mind people that we love doing life with. And for others, it's kind of painful because we feel like we are living life with the absence of those types of relationship. And the reason that it stirs up emotion in us is because those relationships mean something. They're, they're important to being human. The reality is that we are hardwired to do life together. So when we think about friendships, we understand how important those things are to our life. And I love that throughout all scripture, but for this series' sake, specifically Proverbs highlights the importance of friendship. So we're going to look at a couple different Proverbs here. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20 says this. It says, the one who walks with the wise will become wise, but a companion of fools will suffer harm. So the first question that I want to ask this week is, who are we walking with? Who are we walking with? There's a quote that says, show me your friends and I will show you your future. You've probably heard that before. The meaning is pretty straightforward, right? Like the people who do, who we do life with will have a huge impact impact on the person that we become. On the flip side of that, we will have a huge impact on the people that our friends become. So show me your friends, I will show you your future. The flip side of that is if if you are someone who gets the opportunity to be someone's friend, if someone was to show you to the the others that are asking this question, what would they see? Would they see somebody who's going to create a good future or leading someone to something that might not be a future that God has for them. So as we enter into the conversation about friendship or companionship, we have to ask ourselves the question, like, who am I walking with? And when we truly take time to assess our constellation of relationships, would we say that we are being influenced towards who Jesus has called us to be or away from it? Also, would we say that we are making a healthy impact on the direction that other people are going? Are the people in our lives becoming more like Jesus because of our presence in their life? It's a big question, but it's a question that we should probably ask ourselves on a regular basis. You know, I'm I'm 35 years old. I get the opportunity to be in lots of different relationships, and I've had so many relationships over the course of my life. And I've had to take time to stop and assess my constellation of relationships and say, okay, like, am I being influenced towards Jesus 
or away from Jesus? And am I influencing people towards Jesus or away from Jesus? And I have to separate it, right? Like I'm a pastor. My hope is that I'm influencing people towards Jesus. But in my own personal relationships, the 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 day-to-day relationships, friendships, am I influencing people towards Jesus because of my presence in their life? And the people that I'm allowing to speak into my life, to have influence into my life, are they helping me become more like Jesus. We have to make those assessments on a regular basis. I've said this several times over year, over the years, so if you've heard it before, please forgive me, but but we really have three different types of relationships in our life. We have relationships where we are the influencer, where we are speaking into people's lives. We also have relationships where people are speaking into our lives, and we don't really bring a lot to the table, or we have relationships that are reciprocal. We have relationships that do both of those things. It's a both and. If we can clearly come to a conclusion within each one of our relationships, we give ourselves a framework from which we can operate. And let me say this. We, we should have all of those types of relationships in our lives. I'm not saying you should only hang out with people who make you more like Jesus, or you should only hang out with people that you're making more like Jesus. Like, you need all of those things. Like you need people who to, to expand your your understanding of the world around you. And you should have people who challenge and, and make you ask the question, like, why do I believe what I believe? And and people should invite you. You should love people well enough that you should be invited into spaces where they might not believe what you believe, but they'll still uh, invite your influence because you have proven that you love them. See, I, I get the opportunity to speak into other others' lives on a regular basis. And that's a huge blessing, but that can't be all of my relationships. And then I have people where I don't really bring a lot to the table, but they speak into my life a lot. There are, are people who who are who've just done life longer than me. And there are dads and husbands and pastors that I just respect so much. And I come in and I lay myself at their feet and go like, hey, like, I need you to speak into my life. Like I'm, you're not going to get a lot out of this this conversation, but but I need you to just encourage me and challenge me and help me with whatever it may be. And then I have lots of relationships where it feels balanced, right? Like I sit across the table from somebody and I'm like, man, I feel like I'm speaking into your life and simultaneously you are speaking into my life. And seasons change, right? There are seasons where I'm not healthy and, and I just need, I need other people to just like speak and, and, and uh, encourage and do all of those things. And then other seasons where they're not in a good spot and I get to do that for them. But the, at the end of the day, your relationships are uh, balanced. They're, they're reciprocal. But here's the thing. If you're always the influencer, you're going to hit a wall because you're not having anyone speak life and you're not having anyone speak challenge and you're not having anybody speak encouragement over you. If you're the one who's always the influencer in your relationships, eventually you're going to try to pour out from an empty cup. And on the flip side of that, if you are always the person who is being influenced, you're probably not making the impact that you should be. You're just a follower. And here's the thing. You only have so much capacity. You can sit at the feet of people who have so much to teach you. But if all you're doing is gaining wisdom and, and, and garnering uh, good direction and all of those different things, but you're not pouring out into the lives of other people, you're not making an impact. You're just, you, that, that's great for you, like good for you. Like the Lord showed you something or somebody told you something that's really, really helpful for your own life. Well, we're not called to just hold on to those things to ourselves. We're called to pour out. So we don't want to become people who are an empty cup, but we don't want to be a cup that is so full that we don't have the capacity to just like give it away on a regular basis. We have to find balance and health in the midst of all our relationships. And that's not easy. Totally understand that. That's not easy at all, but it is essential. So the reality is that relationships are a part of life whether we really want them to be or not. Relationships are a part of our life. But when we look for healthy relationships, 
what are some things that we should be looking for? Proverbs chapter 27, verses 5 through 6 says, Better an open reprimand than concealed love. The wounds of a friend are trustworthy, but the kisses of an enemy are excessive. So the first thing is honesty. Like what? Like shock, shocking. Who would have thought that honesty should be a part of healthy friendships? Of course, we we know that, right? We know honesty should be a part of our healthy relationships, but so many of us are in in relationships, whether it's on our end or their end, where honesty is not true. Like we we are so guilty of not being honest with one another. Because when it comes down to it, one of the things that we struggle with the most in our relationships and our friendships is allowing feelings to get in the way of our honesty. We don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. We don't want our feelings hurt. We don't want to become prideful. We don't want to create an ego in the people that we're friends with, like all those different things. And we let let feelings get in the way of just simply being honest in all circumstances. But here's the truth. Honesty is valuable in every way. Honesty is essential to having healthy friendships. If your friendship is healthy, you should be able to talk honestly about the hard stuff. Like nobody likes conflict, but healthy friendships have healthy conflict. Healthy friendships have healthy conflict. Hear me when I say that. It's okay to have conflict in your relationships, but it needs to be healthy conflict because healthy conflict will lead to growth. You should be able to challenge one another. You should be able to have hard conversations. And at the end of the day, should say, I love you. And I know you love me. And I know that you're being honest with me so we can move forward in health and growth. Consistent honesty also leads to the ability to consistently believe one another. Consistent honesty leads to the ability to consistently believe one another. If honesty is at the core of your relationships, you will believe someone when they tell you that they love you. And you will also believe them when they tell you that you're being an idiot. And that's so important. Because if we aren't willing to be consistently honest with people in our lives, we aren't doing them any favors. We have to be able to tell people we love them. And we also have to challenge people when they're not being who God has called them to be. That honesty leads to these beautiful, beautiful friendships. Because if you're telling me that I'm an idiot, but I know that you love me and I know that you're always honest with me, you're probably right, and I'll probably listen more than if you just tell me that I'm the best all the time. When I was like 16, 17 years old, I, I was a, a junior in high school, and I remember that I had this like great idea that I was going to start going to parties, house parties, and I was just going to be like the positive influence on all the parties, and I was going to like start conversations with Jesus and all this stuff, and I wasn't mature enough. And one of my friends identified that in me, and he said this. He goes, don't do it, and here's why. You are a people pleaser. You like being the center of attention. You're going to do something stupid if you start putting yourself in those environments. And he was right. He was 100% right. I was super offended in the moment. I was like, what What do you mean? Like, no, I'll have so much self-control. And I won't do this. And I, I won't fall into this temptation. And like all those different things. But if I stepped back and I actually assessed where I was at at that time, I was like, you know what? You're right. There's probably deep down an ulterior motive of why I want to be at these things. And there's a Russian proverb that says this, better to be slapped with the truth than kissed with a lie. And that's what happened in that moment. I got slapped with the truth. It hurt. In the moment, it hurt. But I took a step back and went, oh man, I know he loves me. I know that he cares for me. I know that he wants the best for me. So I'm going to listen and I'm going to allow myself to process this. And after like a short amount of time processing it, I was just like, you know what? He is absolutely right. A 
as followers of Jesus, there's an expectation of honesty within our relationships. And, and this verse says it all, right? Like open rebuke or honesty is way better than concealed love. If we, if we think that, that we care for someone, like if we truly care for someone, we should never withhold the truth from them. We should always be honest. And it should be a balance of grace and truth. But honesty needs to be at the core of our relationships. Because I think if we, if we really are honest with ourselves, we would all take temporary hurt from a hard truth over a lifetime of someone just building us up dishonestly. Like, don't tell me I'm great and I think that, that, that I'm the, somebody who I'm not. And then when I put myself in s- situations, man, I get destroyed because I'm, I'm not that person. Like, I need people to be honest with me. That They will build me up more for the long haul. If you are willing to have an honest, hard truth, like, it's, it's so important that we have honesty throughout our relationships. We should tell each other we love one another all the time. All the time. Sometimes that happens by simply saying that I love you. I love you and I care for you. And sometimes that com- comes by calling out each other's stuff. Like our garbage needs to be called to the table. And that can say I love you just as loud as straight up saying I love you. Sometimes louder. If you are willing to call people on their stuff, they will know that you care for their well-being. So honesty is something that we should be looking for. Proverbs seventeen seventeen. This is a famous one that many of us know says this. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a difficult time. A friend loves at all times. Dependability is also something that we should be looking for. A friend loves at all times. That means in good times and bad, in sickness and health, right? You thought that was just for marriage. But it is, it's for all times and for all relationships. Like we need to be dependable. We all know what life is like when we have people that we can count on. And we all know what life is like when we don't. And what we want to be as followers of Jesus is people who fall into the dependable category. That in the lives of other people, they would think about us and they ask themselves the question, like, who's going to show up for me? We should be the ones that they think of. Like, are we going to show up for one another? When we show up and when we have people that that we can count on to show up in our lives, like it changes everything for everyone. Dependability is so important in our relationships. It should be consistent dependability and consistent honesty. There is without question going to be adversity in our lives. This is what the proverb says, right? Like brother is born for a difficult time. A brother is born for adversity. There's going to be difficult times. There's going to be adversity. There's going to be mountains that we have to face. But those mountains seem so much smaller when we get to face them together. That when we're going up against whatever it may be, if we're like, I'm going to call this guy or this gal because I know that she's going to show up for me, that is absolutely massive. And if we get to be that in the lives of other people, that's also super important that we become people who are dependable, reliable, consistent. We are people who get to form bonds that are born for adversity, that are born for, for difficult times. Where we're going to face life together. Because remember, we're not created to do life alone. And then Proverbs 27, 17, another really famous one says this. Iron sharpens iron as one person sharpens another. Here's the final point is that friendship is an investment. Friendship is an investment. Honesty, dependability, and a willingness to sharpen one another through purposeful investment. But here's the thing. Investment takes prof- often takes proximity. Like you have to get close as iron sharpens iron, right? This is a picture of two, two iron. Like I always think of two swords. Maybe that's just cause I'm a dude, but like iron sharpens iron. Like that is like, as they touch one another, as they rub shoulders with one another, like iron sharpens iron, it takes proximity. But here's the thing about proximity. That investment of proximity also leads to an investment that takes risk <laughs> because being in proximity with someone 
is difficult and relationships are hard. And here's the truth. Like if we're being completely honest, if we're going to be people who step into intentional relationships, there are going to be seasons where we get hurt. Where we're going to get hurt. Like because humans are human and they just they're going to be broken and messy just like we are broken and messy and so relationships are difficult and we're going to get hurt and we're probably going to accidentally hurt other people too because we are dumb sometimes. So investment takes proximity and it also takes risk. Friendship also this this idea of investment takes sacrifice. You don't always get what you want. Like you are going to have to set your own stuff to the side to put somebody else in front of yourself. And I'm not saying like let other people walk all over you, but if we want to be in close proximity, in risk-taking, intentional relationship, we have to understand that we're going to have to die to ourselves on a regular basis. And the expectation that we can have in good, healthy relationships that are honest and they're they're dependable and they're consistent, they're all of those different things, is that other people are going to die to themselves too. And that if we're all willing to sacrifice for one another, we're going to have these beautiful, beautiful relationships. So investment takes proximity, it takes risk, it takes sacrifice, and investment takes patience. You might not see the fruit right away. In fact, I would say this. Sometimes the investment that you are making in the relationships of your life might not even benefit you that the fruit of your investment in someone probably, maybe not probably, but maybe won't show up until they're in a relationship with someone else. Like your friendship now might be helping them become a better friend to someone else. And that in our own humanity, we're selfish and we're like, no, I want you to be a good friend for me, but we want people to become more like Jesus and we want to become more like Jesus. And sometimes hard relationships now that we are slogging through right now and we're like, man, there's there's drama and hard conversations, all these different things. It's going to make us better friends for people that are going to step into our lives five years from now, 10 years from now, maybe people who are going to come back into our lives. And that has been present in so many different ways in my life. But I think of a specific guy that I just ran into. Ten years ago, he left the church. Ten years ago, he just deconstructed his faith. Ten years ago, he got angry at me because I wouldn't leave the church with him. Instead, I came on staff. He was angry, and he was hurt. And we, we had coffee after coffee after coffee. And he, he would just be so frustrated, and he didn't understand, and this. And like we would just have these really, really hard conversations. And over the last ten years... He's gone through a lot. Like I remember we, we would have coffee on a regular basis and then we stopped having coffee and we would talk frequently and then less frequently and then we became more acquaintances than we did friends. And, and uh, he went through a lot over the last 10 years. He went through a divorce and, and uh, the loss of job and stuff. And now he's getting remarried and, and he's getting to blend his kids with the, uh, his wife's, his future wife's kids. And like there's these incredible things that are happening in their lives. And, and I just ran into him um, at a venue and he said, dude, we should grab coffee. And I was like, oh, man, I don't know. Like, I don't know. The last time we grabbed coffee, years and years and years ago, they, like, they didn't turn out well. And he's just like, I'm just seeing that God is good. Can we grab coffee? And I want to grab coffee with him now. And God, just like in this moment, as I'm having this conversation with, man, I know the investment was really hard. And there wasn't fruit in the moment. But look at what's happening now. Like the investment that I made in that relationship, as frustrating as it was, as pissed off as I was when I was leaving those conversations, if I wouldn't have had the time then, if I wouldn't have made the investment then, if I wouldn't have been able to take risk or sacrifice or, or have patience in those conversations or get close and be in proximity then, well, we wouldn't be having this conversation now. And so now we get to hug it out and we get to schedule coffee here in the future 
And I'm, I'm hoping that I get to see the fruit of the investment that happened a decade ago. See, I was so frustrated about the outcome of those conversations. But those investments are starting to show their return today. Friendships are, without a doubt, going to be a defining part of who we are and what we accomplish. Who we become. We weren't created to do life alone. So the investment is hard. The investment is, is a risk. And it, and it takes sacrifice. And it takes patience. And it takes all those things. It won't be easy. But it will be so worth it. Jesus has called us to be in relationship. He has called us to be friends. And what we get to do is we get to become people who are honest. We get to be people who are dependable. We get to be people who are consistent. And we get to be people who influence others towards Jesus. Thank you for listening to the FC Young Adult Podcast. If you are in the Billings area, we would love to see you at our in-person gatherings on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. If you're unable to attend in person, there are always ways to engage online. Follow along through Instagram at faithchapel.ya or find our ministry page at faithchapel.cc. You are loved.